Yeah, just like a disappointed lover, I left you hanging. Yeah, no, I genuinely wasn't sure. You do this thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. Anyway, greetings, prep heads. Welcome to episode 28 of Pixel Prep, the only podcast that can save the video game industry. I'm Rod, and I'm one of your happy hosts, joined by my fellow nerds, Mr. Alex Jackson. Good evening. And Mr. Chris Slinger. Good morning. How are we, boys? Are we all right? Yeah, we're yeah, fine and dandy like sweet summer candy. Wonderful. Right, someone catch me up. What have you guys been up to? Oh my god. Your cat's fucking so shit up, ain't it? My, like, oh, yeah. literally, just before we started recording, I went, oh, I don't know what to do about my cat because he has a tendency to fuck shit up. And sure enough, as soon as we start recording... He fucks shit up. He starts fucking... Like, we've got these, um, these decorative twiglets because for some reason Samantha thinks that having twigs in the house makes the house look better. Oh yeah, man. It's like, you know, 101 in interior design. I know. But... For girls. For some reason, <laughs> Nero feels the need to go up to these twigs that he knows aren't edible and he tries to eat them. To be fair, though, they do look like really big twiglets. Right, yeah. But undercooked. <laughs> Massively off on yeah. a tangent already. Yeah, they haven't had the Marmite spray. Yeah, we need, yeah. Yeah, need that. Who wants to start us off with the catch-up? Obviously, we've not been together since the 20th of January, so yeah. we're talking a big old way. Who started us off? Alex. Jacko can go first. Okay. Let's have you. Come on. Okay. I watched Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising. Okay, oh. one of those movies is great. Oh my the god, Uprising's fucking terrible. <laughs> which one do you think was good and which one do you think was bad? Or do you think both Uprising bad? Uprising was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't I'm it just. I was so disappointed. Because I'm not that a massive... That is the correct answer. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of Pacific Rim. I, I thought it was really good. Um, Lauren and I watched it the other week. And then we stuck the sequel on uh, Saturday afternoon. And I was just... It, there was nothing that gripped me about that sequel <coughs> at any point. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And then John Boyega comes in at the end and it's like, oh, great. They're, they're making another one. Yeah. That was it's just... probably going to be just as terrible as, as the second one. Well, my main yeah. problem I had with Uprising, because I must admit, I did like Pacific Rim, the first yeah. movie, because I thought that was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. It was, had lots of goofy characters. Granted, I thought the fight scenes were kind of like a little bit in the wrong order. For example, had the yeah. great one first and then the really boring one last. Yeah, yeah. The problem, but it still had one clear vision. That clear vision was big fuck off monsters are coming out of the ocean and they're going to screw your shit up. So they so build big robots. robots. Yeah, sort it out. Yeah. The second one didn't really have a clear vision. It didn't know no. what it wanted to be. So you have these young, new Jager pilots. Jager? Jager? Jager. Jager pilots. Big robot pilots. And they, you know, you think, okay, so this movie's going to be focused on the next generation, mm. like the Power Ranger type of the Pacific Rim world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, because it kind of flipped to, you know, the guy from Star Wars, who's John, what's his John name? John Boyega. Yeah, that's it. And was focusing on his story, but his story's also boring as well. Yeah. But then we're building giant robots for monsters that don't exist anymore oh, until well, right at the yeah. end, where they come <laughs> yeah. back because the big robots we're building are going to help get the robots, the giant monsters that we're stopping from coming to our world, coming to our world. Yeah. It so it was just, wank. But I will say, on a better note, um, we watched the documentary on Netflix, the conversation... <laughs> your I cat's can't. fucking you up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> your cat... Well, your cat's getting into the pills. I know. He's, oh. he's literally starting to claw his way into a batch of paracetamol. I'm just right. going to have to kick him out. Junkie. Okay. I will say, we watched the uh, conversations... Nero, you're um, such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not those conversations. Ah. Uh, 
But we watched the conversations with the serial killer, the Ted, ba- Ted Bundy tapes. I have heard those. Oh, I haven't seen Ted them Bundy tapes. That I was absolutely hooked from minute one. It was. It really was fascinating to to see the psycho that he was. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It and was how really charismatic brilliant. he was. Oh God, don't! It was just. There was only one bit that made me think he was genuinely creepy. It was yeah. when he was in the courtroom and he knew exactly where all the cameras were yeah. every single time. And he turns to the camera and he gives this really sadistic smile. Yeah. And that was the point I went, Ugh. That literally gave me a chill. You know, the um, if you go on Netflix now, when you see the Ted Bundy tapes, yeah. it's got a picture of him on the front. And I can completely understand now why that, what is it, shockingly evil... Oh, uh, yes, the one with Zac Wickedly Efron. vile or something. Yeah, like. yeah, the new Zac Efron film. Yeah. He's, he's a spit of him. He it's is scary. Like, I cannot believe how much they look I'm, alike. I'm really interested to see that not film. well for Zac Efron, though. No, not really, no. But I'm, serial killer in Hollywood. I'd, rather, I'd rather have him as a serial killer than a kid singing about school. You know, yeah. he can be both. No, I, he can be both. He can kill and sing. You know, <laughs> people give like, singing in the rain. It's American Psycho. <laughs> Ted Bundy, a musical. <laughs> people give Zac Efron a lot of flack, but you know what? I actually quite like him. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he is the greatest actor of our generation. God no. But have you seen Baywatch? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, that movie. That is it's ridiculous dumb. fun. Yeah. It is dumb, ridiculous fun, and that is a great film. Talking of Baywatch, did you see um, Dwayne Johnson shout out Market Harbour? Yeah, I did see that what? on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouted out Market Harbour. He's doing the Fast and Furious spin-off, Hobbs and Shaw, with yeah. Jason Statham. Um, one of the uh, actresses there works or worked with the Harbour Youth Theatre, and her mum carries on the, the stuff. The, the productions and stuff like that. Yeah. So he was in his gym in Hawaii and he, he gave a shower to Market Harbour Youth Theatre. I thought it was fucking epic. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do you one better than that. Well, kind of. Well, okay. You're going to do better than a rock. I'm not going to do better than <laughs> yeah, a rock. Yeah, so, but yeah. I'm going to bring it to a more local level. Okay, bring so, it down. As you may or may not know, like we don't like to give too much away, but at this point it gets real fucking specific because you all know my name. And you know that I work in the leisure industry. And now you know that we all live in Market Harbour. Yeah. Mm. Well, our sister site, literally 14 miles away, operated by the same company, has lots of gym members. And one of them happens to be Tom Hopper. The one of the lead characters from Netflix's Umbrella Academy. Oh wow. He plays number one, aka Luther. Yeah. And he is a member at our gym. Oh, that's I was like, no way! <laughs> that's absolutely amazing! Then your missus finds about that. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, moving on. <laughs> Samantha, she was like, I'm going to see if that's true. And I, <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. But it's either true, in which case, whatever. Or it's not true, in which case, no big deal. Yeah. And then she sent me a picture of the fact that, oh, look, it is true. He, there he is on the screen. I'm like, yeah, that's Tom Hopper. And now you're trying to make sure that he is actually a member. Like, it's, it's getting a little weird. Now he's entering stalker territory. So down. now, when Tom Hopper goes missing, I'm now on audio podcast as being like one of the few people that may have had a connection in some form. Yeah. We need to check your, uh, in this case, yeah. wardrobe to make yeah. sure he's, Samantha's going to tie him up there. Yeah, there are no gorilla sites. Have you started watching that yet? Yeah, I'm about halfway through. Uh, what are your first impressions? I've not seen it yet. It is on my, my watch list. Um, 
I like it. It's it didn't hook me the way that the um, it didn't hook me the way that the comic did because the comic was something you yeah. got me. Um, what was it? The I got you the first one in Dallas, I think. Yeah, which is all they've done. What is the first one called? Oh, Apocalypse Suite. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. number That's one is sorry. Apocalypse Suite, which I think is basically what this is all kind of set up around. Okay. And then the second one is Dallas, and I can't remember what Dallas is about. Dallas is about time travel. There you go. Oh, In right. fact, it's about the Kennedy assassination. Ooh. It's not quite... Because number five, it doesn't really give anything away because it literally happens within the first ten minutes of the first episode, but number five who was the one that had the ability to jump through time and space, yeah. uh, has been missing for 14 years and randomly comes back and he goes, I've got to save the world. And I can't help but think that that's the aspect that they're trying to stop. Yeah. But then I remember certain spoilers and I think to myself, oh, I don't know if they're mixing in Dallas. I don't think they are. I think, well, they mixed, well, with Hazel and Cha-Cha in the mix, which yeah. are the two hitman assassins right. that have been sent, thinking the TV show, because I haven't seen them myself to take out number five. They pretty much made an appearance in the second series, which is Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hazel and Chacha in the comics were fucking mental. And it looks like they've actually done it the same way in the TV series, which yeah. I'm very, very happy about. Yeah. Basically, the two hitmen, well, in this case, a man and a woman, yeah. that wear ridiculous... Hit people. Hit people, PC, yes. Right? Which, yeah. the, the, hit, the hit humans. <laughs> the hit humans. Yeah. Who wear the most ridiculous masks, don't they? It's kind of like... One like a dog yeah, and one's like a bear. Like it's, a big pink dog yeah okay. like head and the other one's like a creepy clown bear thing and they're both okay. obsessed with sugar so they like in their opening scene they're still wearing these big ass crazy hats eating apple pie going oh my god you've got to taste this pie <laughs> yeah. and it's wonderfully they are they are wonderfully crazy don't get me wrong like it's all been taken down a notch for the sake of this this series and yeah. it's great but i don't know just it's obviously been heavily adapted to fit properly. Okay. Big props to Robert Sheehan, who is Klaus, uh, or number four. Right. Um, he's the guy with the bad facial hair, and he's got uh, hello and goodbye written on the palms of his hands. Okay. His whole thing is that he can talk to dead people. Oh, right. Um, and the thing about that is that it kind of drives him insane, so okay. he spends all his time getting high. Yeah. So that he can drown out the voices. Which is pretty much what he does in the comics. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's pretty bang on, but he really owns that role. Yeah. He's absolutely fantastic. You will love him when okay. you see him on cool. screen. So yeah. What else? Uh, so check out what, the Umbrella Academy. What games have you been playing? What yeah. games have we been playing? We're a gaming podcast. Tell me what games you've been playing. We're oh, a nerdcast. Yeah. I bought... What have you been getting your big beefy hands on? It's, this is going to sound really <laughs> stupid, but... I bought for £8 on Steam a uh, plane mechanic simulator. Okay. Okay. So what you it does is... You've got intrigued. Keep it's, going. It's, a, it's not a virtual reality thing, but basically you are a mechanic for World War II aircraft Okay. in the height of the Battle of Britain. Okay. So the three aircraft that they've got, it's, it's still in early access, but the, the three aircraft are a Tiger Moth, a Spitfire, and the Havilland Mosquito is a fighter bomb. Okay. And you have jobs to go through there's 81 different missions if you like of what, what you've got to do yeah. so one may be you have to repair the oil filter or you have to uh, replace the wheels or change the jack or stuff like that but it actually gets you involved in fixing these these uh, these actual planes, these actual planes. 
Um, so you'll go through, there's there's a mode where you can check to see the, the condition of the, the particular part. There's a little mini game where if you take a part out, you have to get, um, you've got an ore gauge with two red sections and a green section. Yeah. You have to click or you have to hold the mouse button to sort of get the oil into the green section to... And you have to do that four times and able to get it into pristine condition. Yeah. So obviously, as long as it's three out of four, it, it works fine. But if you get four out of four, that part becomes pristine, so you don't have to work on it for ages. Yeah. So the tutorial is: oh, the the oil, um, the oil needs filling up. Yeah. Or the 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 plane needs refueling, stuff like that. And as you go along, it gets more in depth, and you can actually take apart the whole engine of this particular aircraft that you're working on. So is it more educational than game? Yeah, like, it, it, as it, it would simulate. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It, Except it's for certainly... Ghost Simulator, which was fucking yeah. balmy. Or The Sims. Oh, how many times do you get your people drown the pool in Sims? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Has to be done. Let people jump into the pool and then remove the ladder. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't have one person who can cook in the Sims, you're gonna burn down your fucking house. Sadism yeah. 101. Or hell you yes. wait for them to go to the toilet and then they go into the bathroom oh. and then you delete the toilet. Yes. And then you delete the door. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they want to poo but they can't. They can't do anything and you just you just leave them to rot in a small hole in the wall. That's, oh, that's wonderful. Well, talking to, to, as a manic depressive, that is depressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I find we get it, our kicks. <laughs> I, I find it really, really educational. And for a little, for a game for eight quid, I mean, they're they're, they're bound to add more aircraft yeah. that you can go along through. Which well, like you said, it's early access. It's early access. Well, it's eight simula pounds. Simulators do as well, don't they? They always add yeah. bits and bits. It's Done by the same company that have got one for cars. They've got one for PCs. You, you the the basically the PC one is you run a little PC company. You have to take apart the hard drive. You have to clean it. You have to order new parts and all this sort of stuff. You know that's kind and of quaint. I almost yeah. kind of like that because you want to build your own PC. Yeah, yeah. You don't have so, to kind of like buy the lot of shit that goes with it. Exactly. And then wreck it you like can I just would. and I, I it was one of those that I looked at. And I've I've sat there and, and and seen a let's play of a couple of them on YouTube that I follow. And I thought, is that really for me? Yeah. But then I saw this this plane one. I thought, well, it's World War Two aircraft, which is a tick. Yeah. It's a PC game. Tick. It's another tick. Yeah. You can play it. And it's less than ten pounds. Wow. So that's a massive bonus. I was thinking and about. It. It's just it's a it's a real. I'm I'm finding it fascinating because I've I want to get into mechanics and sort of thing, and I yeah. want to learn how an engine works on a plane. And it's all also heavily stuff. invested in an era in which you have yeah, a lot of knowledge is, and interest, which, which is why I went for it in the first place. I mean, yeah, I, don't get me wrong, I love the cars, but I'm, that's not me. But mucking about with a Spitfire from yeah. 1940, and if you turn around, you can actually see because you're on an airfield, mm. you're not in a hangar or anything. You're on an airfield in Britain during the Second World War, during the Battle of Britain, and you'll have Spitfires. Flying overhead, and then we're doing training exercises, and it'll happen it occasionally. But it's just nice because you can hear the Merlin engine, yeah, and then the plane fires past, and it, it drives away. It's brilliant. I have a question solely because it came up a couple of times during uh, this brief conversation that we've had. What is the make or break when it comes to costing and pricing of a video game? Because I was thinking about this. In, in what? All right. So, for example, we said, yeah, it was eight pound, but I'm likely to get more because it's an early access. Well, hang on a second. Like, how much did we pay for Spider-Man? Like, I paid 50-odd quid. Yeah, I did the same. You know, like, how much have I paid for Final Fantasy Fifteen? I paid 15 quid for the Steelbook edition. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? But 
I got more out of Final Fantasy in terms of hours of play, and I got a Steelbook, and I got a Blu-ray. My question is, what is the trade-off for you? What's the make or break where you go, I, I, can, I can justify paying £8 for a game on a PC, but I won't pay, for example, £3 for a game on my phone? Like longevity for me, it's longevity. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will admit, I'm, I'm sure you two are the same. I'm a creature of habit, so I know which games I'm going to go for. There are a, a yeah. couple of risks occasionally. Yeah. Spider Man being one, I, I was I was sort of hesitant at first if I wanted we've, to play Spider Man. We've but all got I've our favourite genres, that exactly. are kind of attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty, Battlefield, FIFA, Madden. They're all they're all certs for my my library down the road. So yeah. I know I'm going to spend fifty quid on that. I'm going to get my money's worth out of that. So, for me, playing Mechanic Simulator, it was it wasn't even a risk; it was a tenor. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be willing to sort of take that risk because if I get two hours out of it, I'll get two hours out of it. It's not a lot of investment. If I was to spend forty quid on it and get two hours, then I've not got my money's worth. Yeah. So it is. It is a key okay. thing for me. Is longevity. Yeah. You see, that is is kind of where I say, right, hang on, is that the make or break? So for you, there is because I remember doing this when I picked up Final Fantasy Nine. I went forty quid, and you get four discs. Yeah. Which is, which is retarded. Right. <coughs> when you look at it now, yeah. Like, yeah. Hang on a second. That might have been four discs of utter crap. Then again, that could be something like twenty floppies. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, Christ. But yeah. you, you get what I'm saying. That, yeah, like, yeah. The notion was that my idea at the time was longevity. But if you'd spent, say, 20 quid mm. and got two hours, but it was two hours of some of the best gameplay you've ever had, would that be a reasonable... That's my ask is... Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah, I, versus... I get this. I, I stood in CEX the other day. Um, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I've got limited funds. But I, I just went and got... Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation for the Vita mm. it cost me a tenner in good was, condition you know, I was wondering when that title was going to end to be no, honest no. <laughs> um, but it was a good pick but the first thing I did was go right okay let's see if I can pick it up cheaper elsewhere mm. how much is it I tweeted out at several people <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> guys is this a good find yeah. unfortunately I bought it before any of them came back to me <laughs> yeah. so Thankfully, they all turn around and went, yeah, go for it. Like, yeah, go. Th- thanks for re- reaffirming my, uh, my purchase choice here, guys. Yeah, but it is that thing, like, I, I didn't know if it was a good purchase or not, but I took a risk on that. Yeah. Uh, usually if it's like, say, a fully priced AAA game, I probably won't take the risk on it unless I've had some research about it. Yeah. So, for example, if you're talking something, let's say... Are you going to drop £55 on Sekiro when it comes out? No, I'll probably drop 45 quid on that sucker. I'm not going to go for the... Collector's edition or anything <laughs> like that. But no, but you'd pay the base price. I'd pay it, yes. But well, only because it, I've invested in it. But yeah. is that because you've played the likes of Bloodborne, you've played the likes of Dark Souls, you've seen trailers, you've seen clips from E3. Pretty you, much. You've got an idea already of what that game's going to be exactly, like. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I probably would look into before I picked it up is see a few reviews from reviewers that have the same sort of opinion as me. Mm. Yeah. So it's why sometimes I always slag you off for going like IGN reviews because they pretty yeah. much go for the majority rather than yeah, yeah. Um, more personal review. So for example, if I I, I like Yancey Crochet, I think I like his reviews. They pretty much go with yeah. the same sort of taste I have. Yeah. So if I watch one of his zero punctuations about a game, it's pretty much bang on. So good example... He slagged off Persona 5, but at the same time, he liked it. 
same as we do. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's like I'm throwing aside, well, you, you but do. I still like it. Um, so something like a fully fledged game, yeah, I'd probably do a little bit of research before mm. dropping 40, 50 quid on it. Um, if it's like five quid from Steam, yeah, I've got no problems with that. Mm. I'll take yeah. a gamble on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but usually, it's like um, with Fez and uh, what's, what game did I buy? Journey. Yeah. That's it, Journey. That was like some like 10 quid. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful game. 10 quid. Well worth the 10 quid. Lasted, what, two hours? Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. So... I don't know. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was thinking about how certain games on the iPhone yeah. are 10, 15 quid. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can get ports of Final Fantasy games yeah. on your iPhone and they can reach up to 15, 16 pounds. Yeah. And I don't know if that is a worthwhile see, purchase if that is your platform. See, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, so, well it, but then that, but you've just said it right there. If it's your platform. Yeah. yeah. See, my platform is my PlayStation or my laptop. Yeah. Likewise. So I'm not going to spend 15 quid for a game that's going to go on my phone because I, I know for a fact I'm not going to play on it long enough. Yeah. You might not. But, but no, but think it, about multiple platforms. Now, as you've just said, PlayStation or PC, yeah. you've also got a Switch. Yep. You've also got, you know, other previous consoles. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is, like, there are people out there that, you know, because they commute, they don't have a Switch, they don't have a Vita, or, mm. fuck it, they don't have a Game Boy. So they play <gasps> on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I do it all the time. I play you on do. my phone all the time. Yeah. But then I'm like, how come i Ever since happier? Tumblr took down porn, you've got to play on your phone now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what how come? I, what, I need to justify this device in my hand now. Yeah. Now that there's no Report porn on Tumblr, Tumblr. <laughs> I need to play a game. I'm just, I'm just getting off topic because I just kind of feel like, I don't know, I was really thinking about it the other day and I worry about buying things secondhand because I'm then not giving the money to the developers for games that I want. Yeah. So when I go, yeah, Final Fantasy, it was amazing, I love it. But see, I, they don't know that I've purchased the game because they've not, a, they've not got a cut of my profit. Ah, but uh, they know well, you, what I've paid, sorry. But they know you like it, so they should be going like, hmm, that Craig likes it, let's make a sequel, so he'll buy this one. But see, that, that's, yeah. that's where, in the past, before watching YouTube Let's Plays, yeah. I would buy things secondhand. Because it was a case of, it's £10. Yeah. If it's a hit, it's great. And then I know when the next one comes out, I will buy it. Yeah. And then as I've, as I've gone along, I thought, right, okay, well, YouTube is, is a great way to, to actually look at a game yeah. without, without spending any money on it and making a decision yes. on whether or not you want to buy it. Um, I can watch the cutscenes without playing. My, my that's thing that's, that's, what, that I, that's what I do. Certain yeah. ones, that's me ruins the game. Because you you get a lot of you get a lot of what that game is about in those cuts. Yeah. The Uncharted ones not necessarily because I played the first one and then I was quite happy to watch the cutscenes of the second, third, and yeah. fourth ones because I'd played the first one. I knew what they were going to be like. I'd yeah. the way around. I remember the first one being a right slog to get through. No, yeah. but I found the second really one they genuinely yeah. improved after the first one. Yeah, uh, in second terms was of control. Second one was much much better. But yeah, I know what yeah. you're saying. Don't I mean, worry. I get what you're saying as well about yes, they know like the developers. They know that you like the game, but also take into consideration things like Titanfall Two. Uh, so it was done by EA. Mm. Um, it was very well acclaimed. People really enjoyed it. It did not sell well. No. And as a result, we're not getting Titanfall Three. No. And I'm quite happy with that. You get an eight bucks. But there are a lot of people that aren't. 
No, I mean, don't get me wrong. That I probably had. I don't know if that probably has opened the way for Apex Legends, but obviously Apex Legends has just come out. Yeah, and that's doing very well. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I kind of wanted to th- throw it out there because mm. I was thinking it's that whole thing of putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Um, Colin Moriarty used to say it all the time when he was podcasting with Greg Miller. I don't really listen to anything that he's up to nowadays, but all I can think is that's fine for individuals that are getting review copies of video games mm. and like their livelihood is video games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not in a position where I can afford to do that. No, and I just it made me wonder how yeah. do you guys feel about it? But then again, that, that's the thing going coming on I can't spend 100 quid worth of video games and hope that I get uh, yeah, absorbed one by one. one of them. So that's that for me YouTube is a really powerful weapon in that because I I know that I can sit there if, before I go to bed I can watch Drunken Cowboy do yeah, his, yeah, yeah, his walkthrough yeah, and yeah. that's what got me into playing Dark Souls 3 was watching his walkthrough yeah. and and that's what right well I've got this game but I haven't played it well okay well let's let's follow him and see how he does and go ah right okay so that's yeah. how you do it and that's what gets me gets me those games as well that one through some friggin' hard bosses as well. Yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty so much they... every single one. Catches up. What have you been up to? Well, what I've been doing is playing Devil May Cry 5, the demo, because it's not out yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so before you think I got a review copy, no, I'm not that no. in bed with Capcom yet, but I'm getting there. So yeah, DMC5. Is, is the restraining order down yet? Not yet, no. no. Which I'm quite upset about. Well, you would have thought in the new year. Hell yeah. But yes, I've been playing DMC5. How's it play? Pretty much like DMC4. So, <laughs> what, so, what a shot. Yeah, I know, right? So if you don't know, Devil May Cry 5 or Devil May Cry series, a third-person hack and slasher. Uh, elements of a shoot em up in there, but let's be honest, you're not really using no. a gun for that game. Uh, so, yeah, it, if you liked DMC4, you like the way, because you only get to play Nero in the first, in the, in the demo. Hmm. Um, so it's pretty much the same sort of mechanics that you have in the fourth one. So you have his like uh, whip grab move. So instead of doing the devil reach, because he you know, has a robotic arm now, his real one, his real devil one, got chopped off. Oh, oh no! Oh no! What's going to happen? We'll find out later, kids. So it pretty much has the same sort of mechanics as the fourth one did, with extras on top. Which, to be honest, I'm quite happy about because me personally, I thought the the fourth one was brilliant. Even though, <laughs> even though people bitched about... Backtrack uh, City. Well, that bitch was shit, let's be honest. Yeah. But the Nero section was great. I loved playing as Nero. Yeah, even though people bitched and whined about it, going, it's not Dante, I want Dante. Like, yeah. No, Nero's bit was probably, I think, the best bit. Yeah. So cool when you kind of like, you grab an enemy from across the screen, slam it into the ground, launch it up into the air, do your mid-combo, slam it back down again. Hell, if you wanted to, you could pick it back up for another smackdown. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely awesome. Let's also not forget, that wasn't the only mechanic that was enjoyable oh, about Nero. The revving of his sword. Oh, that was bitching. Oh. And that returns. Yes. So you got the, was it Red Queen? I don't know. I think it's a Red Queen. Yeah. And uh, you know that bit in the cutscene where, just at the beginning, where he slams the sword down. Yeah. gives it a bit of a vroom, vroom, red. Yeah. Yeah, you got that as well in oh, five. Brilliant. So as you, can, as you can guess from this. You're quite excited. I'm excited, but at the same time, since... You know, got two games coming out in March, one being Shadows of Day Twice, Sekiro, and yeah. the one being Devil May Cry 5, both high costing. Hmm. Since I've got Devil May Cry 5 on demo, I may hold that from the back burner 
have if they if they yeah. done what they did with the Resident Evil demo and only giving you a limited amount of time? No, you I loved that. No, you yeah. get you get one level, so you got something like three enemies and one boss to fight. Right, okay. Which is quite cool because with the bosses, well, with this boss called Goliath. Actually, it was quite tough. Because yeah. usually you kind of like just plow your way through, and it took me about three attempts before I could oh, smack okay. him down. Yeah. And there was one actually really cool bit because he grabs this, he grabs this car, sticks it in his stomach because he's got a gob, gob in his belly. As you do. Yeah. yeah. You know, normal, right? Average day. That makes sense. Chomps it, fires out this fireball from his stomach, smashes a church behind me. The church falls down. This big fucking bell bounces around me. I was like. Shit, I was not expecting that. <laughs> but apparently there is one counter you can do, the same way you could do it in 4. Yeah. Where using the Overture Devil Breaker, which is Nero's robotic arms, mm. has quite a few of them. Uh, if you time at the right moment, you can electric high-fi Goliath through a building. So, <laughs> so he puts his arm out, big electric palm comes out, sparks all over the place. This big fuck-off monster gets catapulted back into a building. The building collapses down on top of it. Haven't managed to do that yet, but it looks <laughs> awesome. The only thing that was slightly peculiar about using Nero's Devil Breakers, which is Robo Arms, yeah. is you can't flip them through. You can't select another robot arm. So he's got quite a few of them. So he's right. got the Overture. Uh, I think he's got Punchline, which is a rocket punch thing. And yes... <laughs> For pure bizarreness, you can ride that rocket arm like a hoverboard. Oh, that's what we saw in the trailer. What, that's it, right, yeah. Okay. So he fires the arm out, he jumps on it and starts skateboarding like <laughs> Marty McFly in Back to the Future 2. Like that. And there's one, oh, it's one that's good for moving, but quite funny as well. It's like this lightning um, laser arm, which if you use it normally, it helps bomb you around the, around yeah. the field. Um, you overcharge this sucker a big massive bolt of lightning comes out and yes he does say something equally cheesy he goes oh yeah this is the good shit and then starts sparking up all the enemies around him <laughs> if you like over the top completely unashamed cheesy fun you're pretty much going to like Devil May Cry yeah. 5 because yeah. it is Devil May Cry 4 but prettier yeah, right. that's pretty much it. He gets married in a month. Yeah. He's got no shots. He's on, he's on honeymoon for a month as well. He's going to be proper Dante blue balls when he gets back. Don't worry, I'm going to be fine with it. I've got my Vita. It's I'm, fine. It's yeah. fine. I'm going to be fine with it. Yes, I have my Vita. I've got now a What's collection. What's Rogaces like? Uh, Rogaces is a lot of fun. You know, what? I'm, is... going to, I'm going to hide your charger for your honeymoon. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Aces is brilliant because it's um, it's a ridiculous 2D uh, aerial shooter, aerial shooter yeah. where you fly around and you just, just shoot bad guys. Yeah. Um, but it's it's ridiculously over the top, uh, awesome with British stereotypes. Yeah, of course. So you've constantly oh, got yes. the colonel going, "All right, pit pit, what chap? Come back to the to the <laughs> ship or whatever it is that we are at, and you can land the plane." There you go. Well done. Jolly Cheers. Good. I, you know, I bloody hate tanks. Go out there and blow up some tanks. And then your guy, either a stereotypical woman, uh, I say stereotypical, like they were allowed to fly pains back in the 1940s. They were, actually. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you see, this is where your education comes <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, you just schooled. Yeah. yeah, there were women's auxiliary air forces for, oh. for both America and Britain to transport planes 
from factories and airfields to for bases. There you go. God. This is stuff I didn't know. Yeah, yeah that's and women's, women's lib. If you were listening and you didn't know that, you've just been educated. You, Boom. You just, so there you go. After 28 episodes of listening to us, <laughs> you finally, finally got useful. something that you have maybe take away to a trivia night. So you what? We're going to call this section Alex well, Facts. I, I don't know. I Jacko like Facts. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's ridiculous. It's fun. Um, but anyway, we're going to move on because... It's moving. half an hour in. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So we'll be right back after these adverts. And we're going to launch a wonderful, wonderful segment. Okay, so we're going to kick off a segment that I'm liking to call Great Questions for Idiots. Basically, what I do is I ask people out on our Twitter feed to pose us. Some some questions, uh, hopefully roughly around video games, but I just want something for you guys to really let us get our teeth into. A really great question that we can ponder upon and answer real fucking poorly. Um, that's, that's our level. That's a really low benchmark you're setting exactly. there, isn't it? So, on a plus um, side, no expectations, no worries. I've picked out two <laughs> questions um, from some great people. Uh, first one is Jaffa Cake. Follow her over on at Jaffa Cake 6991. Uh, she asked us, how do you feel about the numbering of games that aren't sequels of each other? For example, Final Fantasy. The amount of people I've seen ask if they have to play all the others first makes me wonder why you wouldn't just name them differently. In that case, yeah, that makes a point. Because mm. you could do a lovely little subtitle underneath it, couldn't you? Like, yeah. Final Fantasy, Chronicle Crystals, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um... The games that the games however that do kind of like baffle me the frigging uh, Kingdom Hearts ones which do not follow numerical sequels uh, and you have something like Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom and then Hearts everything by else. Sleep. Yep. Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. And then you have Kingdom the, Hearts one point two recoded mix. Yeah. I genuinely think that's a title. That is, I think that is actually. I know. I thought you had the titles of all of them then, and you were just God. spelling them out. No, I mean, there's like <laughs> no. something like thirteen of them, or something like that. For, yeah. for something that's meant to be like three games long, Kingdom Hearts one, two, and three. Yeah. it's like twelve titles. Admittedly, I get the point about Final Fantasy, especially mm. nowadays, because it's gone from. It's now a tradition. Uh, yeah, it's it's. It is a tradition. It's yeah. gone from turn-based RPGs now to a more active battle system with yeah. 15. Well, it's more I kind of like a... But they've, that's what they've done with 7. Have you seen the, the footage? No. Yeah, no, it's, it's looking very similar okay. to, to 15 now. So, you know, like, again, Last it, time can we you imagine? Saw it. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if they started doing. Um, Final Fantasy 7 remake. I mean, to be yeah, fair, I have to imagine that every day. The subtitle, <laughs> the subtitle of a Final Fantasy game is basically the number that they put on it because then when <laughs> when they end up with direct sequels, that's where you get the two from, isn't it? Oh so, yeah, mm. Final Fantasy 10, Final Fantasy 10 2. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it's I a bit must, odd. I must admit, I did kind of give myself a little bit giggle at that when it said Final Fantasy 10 in you know Roman numerals yeah. and then two in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big fuck off number English that's, number ain't it like that's the thing I like about it two like it's quite obviously uh, like that has become its own subtitle hasn't it at the yeah. end of the day whereas can you imagine if they did something different uh, Final Fantasy okay right so what what's the what's the subtitle gonna be I don't know uh, Crystal yeah it's been Crystal for the last eight it's just Crystal <laughs> it's just Crystal now just get over it let's not have Crystal in <coughs> the name of the gem 
There's yeah. plenty of them. We're like, emeralds? No, I want my crystals. <laughs> you can see this like executive kind of this game developer really stuck in his way. He's going, it's crystals, I don't want change. Now, just like I the like dragons too. Just like the idea of people getting shot down, like, uh, Final Fantasy, Ruby kisses, stop visiting prostitutes, <laughs> emerald knights, stop reading DC. <laughs> stop doing anything that's not... Crystal, we've got the words on the whiteboard here. This is our selection that we can use. Yeah. <laughs> it just says oh, crystal. That's all you've got. I what they the should idea do is they just have a board meeting and it's pin the tail on the donkey and the PR exec gets spun round <laughs> and he has to point at two <laughs> different words. I like the idea that they start taking all the Final Fantasy games and go, right, we're going to attribute ourselves a really cheap gem to each individual one. <laughs> so this is Final Fantasy Twelve, the cubic zirconia zodiac age. I liked it. Have you put that together because of the two Zs? That's exactly why we've done it. Zirconia Zodiac. I thought we hit it right off the mark. And then, then the what, sequel clears, etc. Yeah. When our game developers something developed a major in English and we let him run through with this, you know. You can suddenly speak English. Hi guys. Yeah. I like, uh, we've uh, actually compiled the original Final Fantasy games together. This is 24 karat Final Fantasy. <laughs> Emerald Edition. Emerald Edition. <laughs> That's probably the reason why they held back from using bloody um, other types of gems is because when they want to release like the HD edition and remake edition or just another DLC edition slapped on top, you can put like Final Fantasy XV, Butler edition. Butler edition. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. Final Fantasy XV, Royal edition. Royal. Oh my God. I love it best. I always get a slight giggle though every time I see something that's got first day edition. And it's been sitting there for like a year. Yeah. So, let's go to HMV, look at the game section. You got it's like uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, first day edition. I think it's fucking not. <laughs> it's see, been sitting that, there gathering the one that's buggy I, as anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't pick anything up on the first day, but I love the mm. idea that, oh, wow, what do you get with the first day edition? A massive patch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Welcome well. to modern day gaming. Yeah. Bugs. Um, Bugs up I your ass. Like, what? I get the whole Final Fantasy thing because I, I like Dragon's Quest is going to be another one because yeah, like, Dragon's Quest Eleven. Yeah, but wasn't but, that, wasn't it like in competition though with Final Fantasy? Because you had I don't know. You had SquareSoft and whatever Enix was before it became Square Enix because they were two separate companies at I one stage. We yeah, had yeah. Sui Coden as well at the time. Yeah, but is that how you say it? Sui Coden. You see, like I hear so many people. I hear it being said as Sui Coden. Sui Coden. <laughs> I like. I just wanted to go like because I've heard. What's his name? Jared Petty. I, I've heard him say like um, so many different times, and he's all like Swickerton, and I'm like, um, well, I've heard was okay. it? Uh, <laughs> whatever you say, potato, potato. <laughs> well, I've heard Gabriel Morton calls it Sega Sega. Yeah, no, is, it's messed up. Yeah, and he get he gets really narky every time someone says it. Gabe, it's Sega. It's not how we say in Australia. <laughs> I, well, it's not my fault. Your countries are full of retards, is it? You know, this is how we're saying it now. And, and convicts. Get over Sorry, it. I once, a, I once saw a YouTube video of Zac Efron trying to say all these different English places. He, he, he went, I don't know, War, Worcester. That's Worcester. Yeah. Leicestershire. <laughs> that's Leicestershire. Yeah, because um, Greg Davis and... Um, I think Greg Davis was Tyler the guy Lord. that... Yeah. It's Tyler Lautner from... Oh, it's Tyler... Oh, I yeah. fucked him up. From uh, Cuckoo. Oh, I know which one you mean now, yeah. Yeah, it was the guy from Twilight, Twilight wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sitting there and he's doing all these British things like how to make tea. Yeah. 
And if you have anything strong, weaker than a builder's tee, it's just wrong. You have yeah. to yeah. Do, it, do it again. It um, reminds me a bit from Brassai when he had the town of Kosick, which was spelled Kalsik. <laughs> have, I don't know, I feel like game numbering is ridiculous because especially when you get to Final Fantasy's number, like, it... it yeah. It, it does I mean, set a certain pedigree, doesn't it, by going like, we've had 15. You've not had 15 of those games. It's it's Hearts of Iron. Hearts of Iron is very similar. It's yeah. not a sequel. It's the same game. They've just spruced it up and they've added a Roman numeral. I, right. I think when games hit a certain point, uh, the numbering system becomes irrelevant. So, for example, with Tomb Raider. Yeah. So, Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3, that's fine because yep. it is direct sequels and it starts yeah, yeah. off a new yeah. IP. Once you kind of get past that point and everyone knows who Lara Croft is, kind of like Num, it's almost like sense name. Uh, was it um, Numer in the Uncharted games? After two, was pretty pointless. Mm. Yeah. So you go from because they even had their own little subtitles and names. So you yeah, go, yeah. was it uh, Uncharted one, Uncharted yeah, two? Then was it something like a theme? No, quest it wasn't. Like they they start the subtitles from original. So you had Uncharted, right. Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, yeah. Uncharted two. Uh, among Thieves, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, yeah. and Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Yeah. Unless the story's literally a continuation the whole way through, so let's yeah. say, for example, Tomb Raider 1 all the way to Tomb Raider 7 yeah. is a continuation of Lara Croft's story, yeah. and they've got it like planned out, then yeah, the numerical system but does Evil work. Isn't. No, same thing, you don't really need to no. do that either, because all we need to know with Resident Evil is 4 is the best. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so all you need to know I do, I do really want to play the set, uh, two. Res 2 remake I yeah. do and I don't at the same time because it's the gameplay mechanics of 4 which is brilliant yeah, but without that stupid campy Capcom humour which I will miss like anything if I can't see yeah, Black and Long don't care yeah but that's where it's like yeah but we're a proper survival horror yeah which kind of like turns me off a little bit because I do like the fun aspect yeah. of it I mean if yeah. I don't get it I'll probably play on easy mode so I could just do one shot zombie kills because, when do you get bored of that though Mm, probably because it hasn't got that campy fun to it although I did like in Remake that you have to do several headshots to zombies yeah, before yeah. they get down because actually for me it's like wow this is actually a proper zombie it yeah. won't go down like a normal person yeah. and you know shoot a few times <laughs> in the head there's it a, comes back up you know? there's a sex joke that was too <laughs> easy to make yeah. we all skipped over it <laughs> Well done, boys. We all knew who was there. We were mature about it. Listener, can you tell yeah. what it was? Yeah. Leave in the comments below. Add that in the Let us know if you've <laughs> ever had a zombie go down on you. you. Uh, oh, yeah, but you can also play as Tofu in that game as well. I. Yeah, okay. you know, that's cool. let's, let's come back to <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. Let's come back to the numbering thing. Uh, I, come on. Good if in story, but if it's. Let's say a long-running game. You don't really need it, do you? Because right. you can just let's, see it as individual do, stories, can't you? We, we know the Final Fantasies from 7 onwards. Yeah. Right? Okay, so let's play a quick game. Let's subtitle the Final Fantasy games. Oh, the core ones will be here forever. <laughs> so just 7 and 9 then. Yeah, we're just doing the core ones. We're not doing the fucking offshoots. Or 8. All right, so Final Fantasy 7, subtitle. Blonde, depressive, emo kid goes on a journey. No, because that's going to be the subtitle for all of them. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah. <laughs> God, like Meteor comes from, oh, shit, no. Like, <laughs> I tell you what, I think subtitles are going to be harder. Let's do movie taglines, because I can imagine the movie, <laughs> like the really campy movie tagline for Final Fantasy is big sword, bigger problems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to help, Final Fantasy VII, it's big sword, big tits, bigger problems. Yeah. Just tip out a rack on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Brilliant. I objectify a bunch of pixels. Because that's all she was. In that game, yes. And that's how they designed her as you well. Were, it was the most weirdest you were the ever. kid. You were the kid that tried to back Lara Croft up against the wall and then pan the camera around. Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so glad we got Final that. Final Fantasy VIII. The emo kid. The remake, the, world. The, the remake we've always wanted but never had. <laughs> You're not getting that. You're not getting a remake of eight. You're never getting the remake of eight. You're not even getting a re-release of eight. What is, the, <laughs> what is the movie tagline for eight? I've got to know. It's sword gun. Starey kid gets girl just by staring. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm just going to stare at you some more. You know what? We it's really need to bond around this guy who doesn't say anything. Final Fantasy VIII yeah. is an anti-energy drink advert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it, is it Zach? Oh, Zell. Zell, yeah. Okay. He's had way too much caffeine. Oh, I yes. Do, I do love that character. And though. that is why it's not a film. It's an anti-energy I, drink. I do advert. love Zell. That bit where he, like early on where he punches the floor of the train. Yeah. And the train conductor goes, oh no, we're shaking. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with your fists? I like Zell. Your poor girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> poor boyfriend. We don't yeah. actually yeah. know. We, we, you know we, what? we don't discriminate here. I could see Zell being gay as well, actually. Fair enough. Yeah. It's that tattoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that some character designer went, huh, I like Mike Tyson. <laughs> Let's make him white and blonde. <laughs> um, Except oh, he doesn't fall back on a hoverboard. No, exactly. No, oh, God, no. All right, Final Fantasy Nine. Let's try this again, but Mon- better. Monkey boy with crystals. <laughs> Final Fantasy Nine. Remember the good ones. <laughs> Final Fantasy Ten. You'll be laughing up until the point that the characters do. And that was awful. That was terrible. Ha 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 ha. Well, no, oh. Wouldn't it be Final Fantasy X, by God, they talk? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. admittedly. <laughs> oh my God, I can't they re- talk, but the lip syncing's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rename my characters anymore. Could you actually rename your characters? You could, re- you could only name yeah. your character. Because they never oh, spoke. No, in ten. Oh, okay. you could only name your character. Because they always referred to one another by name, except for the main character, yeah. Tidus. Yes, I'm going to refer to all of you, except you. They've got to call him ignore you. you, or hey you, or the kid, or that guy. And it's just like, oh, whatever. So pretty much like Joker from Persona 5. Yeah. It's like, this guy, my ne- I typed in my fucking <laughs> name. If you're not going to use it, why ask me? Yeah. yeah you think you got it's... it back. This guy here's got it worse. So bad, you guys can't even remember my sodding name. Um, what else is there? <laughs> Final Fantasy X. My dad's a whale. <laughs> I'm a, I'm the dream of a dying city. Uh, I, Final Fantasy X took too much acid. Oh, Final Fantasy XII. We were we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> Final Fantasy XI. No one played us. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIII. It gets worse. <laughs> you know how you like female protagonists? Whoa, you're gonna love this one. <laughs> You might, because you've got to run around listening to the fucking sound of her feet hitting the floor for 40 hours. Oh, yeah, you bought, <laughs> you bought that bus for three quid, didn't you? No, Was no, it worth it? £2.50. Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he looks at it, curls up into the fatal position and goes, no, I'm, hey, I'm, Final I Fantasy XV, Westlife gets tough. <laughs> when you're looking no, like no, that. No. Final, <coughs> Final Fantasy XV, boy band reunion tour. <laughs> 
Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen, the cooking experience. <laughs> I think with games that are like long-standing franchises like Final Fantasy Fifteen, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If you suddenly decide to drop five fucking games and went one, two, three, four, five, do I have to play all of them? It's no. no. How on earth do I? Then you think of that with the Call of Duty series. Yeah. They they realised when they hit Modern Warfare. We, we, we don't really need to put numbers yeah, we'll, but we'll each, actually put subtitles every in. single one was a different one apart from like modern well, the modern warfare yeah. series and the black ops series yeah. they they then had the numbers they had the numbers because they because were sequels continue, uh, continuation of story yeah. Yeah. it's like mass effect 1, 2, 3 Andromeda it was something else mm. so it, it yeah. was buggy as shit <laughs> That's I, honestly, at one point, I went to speak to the ship's AI, and my character's head span round <laughs> 180 degrees. To which I was like, "I can't, I can't." The reviews are going on about now. I'm done. Yeah. Tell you what, it would, it, would, it, would have, it would have been brilliant if you actually talked to the computer, the your ship's AI, and that thing just bugged out on you. You're like, wow, I just remember so meta, right? From, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, look at the time go on let's move on and that was uh, one question we've got so, 10 of these again yeah. thank you at Jaffa Cake 6991 go follow please don't be offended by our Final Fantasy yet. Uh, I hope you I hope you're enlightened by our answers yeah right uh, so the next one comes from Shay B she is at the Bergster so that's the B-E-R-G-S-T-E-R 30 oh Bergster uh, 30 I know that well and she asks us, are there any games that you feel like have had a big or important impact on your life? What games have resonated with you on that deeper level? To which I say, we are all as shallow as sin. So <coughs> to be honest with you, none. Yeah, we're wet, but we're not deep. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this earlier. I briefly mentioned it to you. I've got two that stand out for me. Um, Is it going to be some sort of... Pussy game. I don't know where I was going with that, to be honest. I, I was trying to be all stressed there. Yeah. Um, the first one was Valiant Hearts. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was the really cool Ubisoft uh, one. Um, Wait, Ubisoft did something cool? Was, mate, Rayman, come on. Ubisoft <laughs> did plenty of cool things. Back in the day. Um, Black Flag. A um, pirate game. That yes. should have been a pirate game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know... The first World War one was pretty good. It followed uh, four protagonists, yeah. um, and there was one in particular. I can't remember his name, but he was a he was an older French gentleman, um, and his daughter married uh, a German man mm. um, that was conscripted into the German army. So yeah. they found themselves on opposite sides of the war. Um, and right towards the end, you're playing as this older French gentleman, and the captain of your little battalion that you're in mm. is just barking orders to these gentle these guys on the front line saying get over that hill get over that hill we've got to take this this area i can't remember where it is i'm way too vague and these men are literally just walking up this hill mm. and being mowed down and killed and slaughtered and your character just to save the lives of these men goes up and strikes the captain around the back of the head with a spade, yeah. kills him immediately. Mm. And the end is you walking to the firing post yeah. where you are to be executed. And it, it ends with a gunshot and you're done. Yeah. That's the end of the game. Heartbreaking. Because yeah. one, I didn't know a lot about that particular um, setting. I didn't know a lot about World War One. I. I still don't know a lot about World War One, obviously, yeah. from my description. Um, but it's one of those that I really 
really enjoyed these particular characters. It wasn't worrying about the action or anything like that. It was telling a story. It did mm. a really good job. And I, I was sad to see him go. Yeah. The other one um, was Actual Sunlight. Actual Sunlight is a Vita game. You can get through it in about half an hour. But it follows uh, one individual... Again, I forget his name. And it is him waking up and dealing with his depression um, in quite comedic and quite satirical ways. Um, up until the point that at which he decides to commit suicide. And he's talking about standing on the edge of his building. Bearing in mind, it's only half an hour. Mm. But you, you do <clears throat> quite quickly connect with the character. And he talks about how he's actually quite relieved that at the end of the game, as he stood on the edge of the building, he turns around and that there's no one there. There's no one there to stop him from what he's doing mm. because then he doesn't have to carry on. And it affirms to him what he's doing. Yeah. So as sad as it is, yeah, yeah. there's that little bit of affirmation. It's quite weird, but um, that gave me a bit of insight to certain aspects of depression. and That hit me quite hard as well. Mm. So I don't know. Those, for me, are two two particular games that have resonated with me. Anyone else? I'm trying to think, actually. It's, it's a different <coughs> one, for isn't me, it? For me, it's, um, it's The Last of Us. The, the, the first... Ten minutes of The Last of Us. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean that's spoilers for The Last of Us. If you haven't played it, yeah. Um, you 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 start off. You first get your glimpse of Joel and his Rick. daughter. Is it Sally? L Ella. No, no. Um, I thought it was Ellie, wasn't it? Yeah, that's not the daughter. Oh right, okay. Oh no, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I can't continue. remember it. And yeah. then I need to play it again. But basically, it's it's them. You know, he's he's a divorced single parent. He's he's trying to make ends meet. You know, taking his daughter Mackie D's every weekend. I get the idea. He comes back late at night, and his his daughter's there. She's asleep on the couch. She's giving him a birthday present. Yeah. And so you you see how how close this relationship is, yes. and and as it goes along then they start hearing and seeing things of the outbreak and there's panic as he, he comes rushing back into the, the, the house and there's a guy chasing him, a mutating guy chasing him. And it just goes through them trying to escape out of the town. Yeah. Well, they, they end up in a car accident. She's injured. He carries her up to a bridge and it's the only bridge out of town and a guy stops them. And he's pleading with the guy not to not to do anything to him. They just want to get out. She's uh, yeah. He's like a he's like a quarantine soldier. Yeah, isn't yeah, he? yeah. Is. And and basically, he gets ordered to shoot them both. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his brother, I think it was Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy comes out, helps him fend the guy. He gets pushed over. You hear a shot. And after the dust settles. Joel's in a panic trying to find out where his daughter is. And all of a sudden, he, you just see him go, oh God, and run to her. And she's there, and she's been shot, and she's bleeding to death. Yeah. And the way Naughty Dog have done that, and eclipsed the fear and moment of utter desperation in his his hands, not able to do anything about the, the his his own child from dying, is is a harrowing sort of opening to any sort of video game title that I've certainly played through. 
Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you on Valiant Hearts. I, I think it's a, it's a great, fantastically game. brilliant, well done game. Um, but that that for me is is the one that stands out the most. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Sling. I don't really have a gut punch moment when it comes to video games. To be honest, do you have one that? Because <clears throat> I, I imagine one for you that would really get you is the golden sand surfing in Journey. What one? You know when you surf the sand in Journey. That was cool. That yeah. And you've was, got the music going yeah. and you've got the light hitting the sand and it's just a sea of gold. That was pretty that was pretty awesome though. You can like sliding yeah. your way through and you see using like something like a big ass dragon on the outside. I can't remember. Yeah, it's been it's a while dragon since I've some of the things that are dancing around yeah. here. <clears throat> I've never had like an emotional gut punch from a video game. Yeah. Mainly because, I don't know, I've always had that level of just take it away so I don't really get that involved and usually yeah. with like video game physics and I'm like well you can just do this instead right can't you yeah so and then again most games I like are usually wacky over the top type stuff like yeah. you know DMC I mean when you see Dante get pierced through the, through the body with a big massive sword in Devil May Cry 4 you're like yeah that's a Tuesday <laughs> um there but, are games that take away, aren't there? Yeah. Like massively undercut any kind I mean, of emotional hit. But if it comes from, let's see, which game kind of like hits a good memory with me and kind of like gets me kind of like starting about video games, you probably go way back to the beginning with things like Monkey Island. And I remember looking at it thinking, wow, this is pretty and the jokes are funny and I have to solve things. And bear in mind, I was about what? Five, no, actually, it wasn't. I was about eight years old, nine years old, and I just played Monkey Island. So. I haven't got like any sort of like positive response from games. It's probably the, the ones I used to play way back when I was a kid. Yeah. Also, when you're a kid as well, these days you play a video game, you don't like it for three minutes, bam, try the next one out, download the next one, download the next one, get the new freebie, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, especially, you know, back with me and I lived in the middle of nowhere, if you got a game, you played the fuck out of that game. You tried mm-hmm. to get all your little. Uh, you know, secrets out of that sucker. Yep. So, yeah. Because you weren't getting another one. You weren't getting another one. You yeah. can make. You have to make sure you got the right game, and even if you got the wrong game, you still play the shit mm. out of it. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, probably the, the LucasArts games had the most like positive response from me, just because they were fun and pretty much showed me what video games were, yeah. what, what they, they could be. be. Yeah, what they could be, what they are storytelling-wise, humor-wise. Yeah. So, yeah, when I have no like emotional poof in the bollocks, like Last of Us or Valiant Hearts, yeah. I still have more of a happy response from them. I noticed the ones that I've mentioned like elicit uh, something of a negative response, if you will. But yeah, mine are all the happy responses. One that really warmed my heart. Um, Your cold, black heart. Not long after the passing of him, I played Spider-Man. Mm. Oh, I mean Stanley. And that bit where Stanley is oh, in the diner. Oh, he's in the diner, yeah. And obviously yeah, yeah, you hear really his good. voice again. And his voice, you know when you're like... You know when you go through like a really crap winter and you've come home or something and you're cold and you're miserable yeah. and you're a little bit ill and then you go and sit next to the fire and you put a blanket around you and you feel better for a minute. Mm. His voice is like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's Uncle Stan hot chocolate for you. It is. It's hot chocolate on a winter's day. He, he He's just wonderful. So like seeing that and then looking at that smile and knowing full well that he did the mocap to be there. He yeah, wanted yeah. to be there. Yeah, right. For a bloke in his 90s, that's impressive. He cracked yeah. on. Yeah. Like, he was dedicated to what he did. It made me feel great mm. to see him. Now, that elicited a really like happy response for me. Because yeah. I love Stanley. I know, I know it's not a video game, but it was a, sort of the same thing at the end of Last Jedi. Yeah. When they did the little tribute to, to Carrie Fisher. 
Wait, no, haven't I? I've not seen it yeah. since I saw it. You've not seen it. Well, at the end of it... I was going to say something to say to our princess. Yeah, it was in tribute for our princess, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And it was just a really... And it, and it <coughs> had the Princess Leia tune in the background Yeah, as it, as it came up with those words. And it was just a brilliant little sort of simple homage to, to someone that had made that franchise Yeah, what it was. And yeah, sorry, no, that just reminded me of that. Definitely. It was brilliant. So there you go. Two absolutely brilliant questions. Final questions by really shitty answers. Yeah. <laughs> really ruined those. So great, great questions for idiots. Thank you very much. We've waffled off on those like no tomorrow. And let's jump back in with the news. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for the news. News. Right. So, are you a Batman fan? Oh, hell yeah. You'll be glad to know then that Ben Affleck has finally confirmed his exit as Batman and retires the cowl on the Jimmy Kimmel live show. Christ for that. Two movies too late. I like Ben Affleck and I like Batman. That's like a marriage in heaven. I know. I said no one ever. (laughs) Affleck appeared. Matt Damon. (laughs) Affleck appeared on Jimmy Kimmel last night. This was, oh my God, when was this? This was the 15th, so this would have been on Valentine's Day. Um, That's a and Jimmy began <laughs> no it. but last night okay. on the 15th would oh. have been Valentine's Day so I'm still accurate okay. shut up and let me read it <laughs> Jimmy began asking him about the reports and announcement that he will no longer be playing Batman a role that he has been playing since 2016's Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice Ooh. in response Affleck said quote I tried to direct a version of it and worked with a really good screenwriter but just kind of couldn't come up with a version that couldn't crack it and so I thought it was like you know time to let someone else take a shot at it they got some really good people so I'm excited end quote uh, Kimmel then honoured Affleck's time as the Dark Knight as Guillermo came out this is Guillermo del Toro I think uh, yes. um, dressed as Robin no less <laughs> oh that would be awesome carrying and set to retire <coughs> Affleck's bat cape and cowl um, so yeah well, he ain't the worst Batman. He wasn't the worst Batman, to be fair. I think that honour sits with... Bale. Val Kilman. Va- Val Kilmer. Really? Yeah. Not George Clooney. Clooney. No, Clooney was the man. Clooney was the man. <laughs> what, because you Don't can... diss the Clooney. What, it the goes... ni- is it the nipples? Look, is that what got you? Hell yeah. It goes Clooney, the West, yeah, the Keaton, yeah. Bale... And then the rest. I still love that being bag theory. Oh, oh wait, wait, no, no, no. Where they get Adam West no, no. and he's just going through all the Batmans. He goes brilliant. Clooney, the Affleck, and then keep going like that. That's how it works. That's a fact. Well, you're I... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no. always right. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no you're wrong. So what was your favourite Batman? My actually, not, actually, not for an argument, just as an interest. Yeah, but, but yeah. my favourite Batman is Bale. Bale. F- followed Christian Bale. Bale. Christian yeah, Bale. Followed, followed by Keaton. You know, I like Christian Bale in Batman Begins, but not so much in The Dark Knight. No, see, I love The Dark Knight. I, I think that's the best yeah. Batman film. Only because I feel like his voice got a little bit too, like, yeah. that sort of thing. While yeah. in Batman Begins, it was a bit clearer. Just before we move on to it, if I had to clarify my feelings on that, it was Batman Begins is the best Batman film, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is the best Joker film. Yes, I agree on that one. Okay. I don't feel like... I actually... Cause I don't I feel like there was anything new for Batman, mm. but... Heath Ledger really set the the bar on on his portrayal of Joker. Do you know which I kind of feel like if we hadn't had Heath Ledger, mm. Jared Leto might not be so damned as the Joker. Yes, probably true. Yeah. Um, 
I was excited like Batman Begins because it's actually an origin story for Batman. Yeah. Which we didn't have. I and it actually gave Batman a character. I liked. I like Michael Keaton. Personally. Oh yes, fuck yes. I love Will Arnett. Yeah. Will Arnett is the Lego Batman. See, he brings such a joy and humor. I, he's got abs, man. He's a billionaire. Always oh, ABC. Always no. oh, I, I don't want Will Arnett. It's, 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 How is that ABC? I don't know. I can't remember the trailer can't exactly. Spell. I don't mind Will Arnett as Batman. I just don't like the Lego Batman film. Yeah. It's just not. I like the first half of it. Second half, not so much. I think um, it jumps to shark a little I bit. actually yeah. preferred him more in Lego Movie than the Batman Lego Movie itself. Fair enough. I liked it, and I'm a little bit annoyed that they're doing a sequel. Which to? Batman. Lego 2. Lego Batman 2, yeah. Alright, well, we're going to go with that. No idea. But I think that's what annoys me, is that it doesn't need to yeah, yeah. have any more. And I've said this about um, Marvel. I'm sick of the, the Marvel comic uh, cinematic universe. Why can't we just have one-shot films? You don't get that anymore. Like, Venom, as much as I bitched about it, it was a one-shot film. I know you're getting one Venom 2, but if you weren't, that would be okay. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, on its own, would have been absolutely fine. If the next one that they're doing is completely separated from Into the Spider-Verse, that works well as well. Yeah, yeah. Just, just do one-shot films. Don't keep trudging over the same stuff and now for the hero origin film of Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and Ant-Man and every other fucker you don't get that money more they make money so I don't know, I know they make money sit down but he'll still go and watch them and enjoy it. I know they he, make he, he moans about it but he still goes and watches them yeah of course I still watch them because at the end of the day they're about a, a medium that I enjoy well, like, that, I mean, I, I'm not gonna watch it. I just wish that they would do something different. It's like people go, "Oh, EA, you ruined Battlefront. <laughs> you still bought Battlefront too, though." I didn't say it ruined it. <coughs> in general, I'm saying, I'm saying in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah I said people yeah. like it's people moan, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to still pay into what they do. Like, I still enjoy comic books. Like, I'm saying that if there's a comic book movie that I pretty wouldn't, I wasn't interested in. I wouldn't yeah. watch it. So, example, if I didn't watch Aquaman, yeah, because I'm just not really interested in Aquaman. It just looked mm. like Water S- Thor. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, the best DC film so well, far, since though. Wonder Woman. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know that was great. I well, Wonder Woman wasn't offensively bad. This wasn't a. It wasn't just brilliantly great. It's forgettable. It pretty Whereas, much was. At least with like Batman versus Superman, it was. It was just so bad. So bad. So bad. Let's move on. I've said the story before, but I saw Batman vs. Superman for free. I still want my money back. (laughs) So this one comes from CNBC. Uh, The whole thing being that major video game companies have got plenty of problems. And Fortnite isn't the only problem amongst them. Um, God damn you, Fortnite! So this goes on for a little bit of a ride, so strap in. Fortnite, a free-to-play online video game, has shaken up the gaming industry in recent years, catapulting itself beyond the sector into the wider socio-cultural landscape. Its runaway success has led to some question... uh, Yeah, has led to... Sorry, its runaway success has led some to question the future of top video game companies such as EA and Take-Two Interactive as intense competition in the gaming space dents sales of industry heavyweights. Uh, Earlier in February, shares of EA and Take-Two were hammered after they released third quarter earnings. Activision Blizzard also saw major declines for its shares that day. 
Um, analysts say the problem faced by these top gaming firms go beyond the rising competition from Fortnite, which is made by Epic Games. Quote, I think the problem is not just Fortnite, said Tom Wiegeman, a senior market analyst for NewZoo, a marketing analytics firm specialising in games and esports. Quote, the main reason that the expectations are too high and Fortnite is an easy thing uh, to point your finger at, but it's not the cause of the problem, end quote. Um, thoughts so far? Um, basically, I don't think these big-ass companies are doing as bad as what they make out. The problem is, obviously, when a big game makes a lot of money, so you've got AAA titles that cost millions to make, and expect and it sells for let's say lots and lots of millions yeah. they follow up with a game which they tell their, their shareholders investors everything else that it's going to make x amount of money and when it doesn't reach expectations mm. they call it a failure yeah so let's say for example battlefield whatever makes 50 million mm -hmm. just throwing numbers out there so don't yeah. quote me so the next game's got to make more it's yeah. got to make 60 million 70 million but if it doesn't hit those expectations, they can call it a failure. Yeah. Now, if that game makes, let's say, $49.9 million instead of the 50, mm. well, that's a failure. But it's not because it's made 40, It's made just something like 0.1 yeah. million less yeah. than the previous title. So the problem's not so much, I feel, with uh, the, the games they're making are not selling. The problem is the expectations that mm. they want yeah. are getting too high. It's like, you know, you keep building up, building up, building up, building up. It's like with Assassin's Creed game. Each one comes out every year, you've got an Assassin's Creed game, and yeah. they want people to buy it, buy it, buy it, and make more money, which is probably the reason why there's so many collector's editions. Mm -hmm. You don't get one collector's edition with Assassin's Creed. You get 50 of the bastards, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Each one being different, each one costing more, because the more it costs, the more money you have to pay for it, so therefore, you know, it's going to hit their expectations. So... I know, but the but problem you, is you've then got to bundle in the idea that then there is additional cost in making those collector editions. Yeah, it's so, yeah, yeah. I but get at the point, same though. time, it's it's not so much. I say I don't think the games companies, are the big ones, the AAA ones like your Activisions, your EAs, they're not in dire straits like to make out. It's just that the expectations they're telling their shareholders that they got to make, yeah. they're not hitting it. Yeah, and that's down to them more than anything else. They need to just kind of like get someone a bit more sensible and say, look, this is what we're doing. This mm -hmm. is what we're making. This is what we're expecting to make, not, yeah. oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to yeah, do this. Yeah. It's a bubble that's going to burst if not careful. I think even when you're being honest, you've got to remember that shareholders aren't the same as company men. No, God, no. Like, people in Take-Two and, every, um, I was going to say something else, um, EA, mm. all these different companies, you know, the guys operating over at Rockstar, at Ubisoft, all these different places, they, <laughs> they're company men. Stockholders. Yeah. And shareholders, they they don't always understand the market. Oh no! So recently, um, Nintendo turned around and said that uh, they they didn't think that they were going to hit their mark of the twenty million sales of units um, by whatever their deadline was, mm. and they predicted that instead uh, we're going to drop our target by two million. We're on track, quite happily, to set for eighteen million. I think it was. Um, and we're still on a really healthy growth track to hit uh, 20 million further down the line yeah. at this yeah. point. And they could say from the data that they'd got, the analytics they'd said, this is how many we've sold over this period of time. Yes, there is uh, a bit of a drop-off rate because obviously people have bought switches, so they're not going to buy more. But yeah. 
you know, that's Once you've bought it, it, you can't really buy it again, can you really, unless you break it? Well, you can, because again, like, it was one of their things, they were aiming to get more than one switch in every household. It yeah. wasn't a switch for the house, it was a switch for the individual, yeah. which was part of their platform, and it works quite nicely as a handheld. Like, how many Game Boys, for, for, you know, something for the people at home, if you had siblings, did you just have the one Game Boy? Probably not. No. Like hand, you'd handheld. Fight over that, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Handheld consoles normally end up kind of duplicating within homes, yeah, yeah. whereas consoles, more often than not, it's more family based. It's more family based. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but still, even though Nintendo were really honest about where they were, stock dropped. Yeah. And it was like eighteen million is a fantastic yeah, number yeah. for where you are. It's a yeah, fucking yeah. big number when you it's, think about it. The switch has been a runaway success and yet the shareholders sat there and went, Huh, not doing as well as you thought you were, I'm out. Mm. And that's why they dropped. Yeah. That's why the price of their shares dropped. Eighteen million is more than a small country. Yes. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. it's <laughs> mad. Um it's a bit like more than Scotland like by five times over. I, I think the number <coughs> of free to play battle royale games that are coming out. I mean we've just got everyone at um oh my god. Apex Legends. We've just got Apex Legends from uh, EA. Yeah. Um Electronic Arts, I've gotta get that through my head. Um you know, that's another free to play game. Yeah. Hero legend shooter thingy bob. Part three. Part three. You know, fine, whatever. It's absolutely fine as it is, but it's another one that doesn't have to be paid for and it relies on things like cosmetics and microtransactions to supplement the cost. Yeah. Because these things cost. Of course Mm. they do. Yeah. Nothing nothing is free. I mean, I know every now and again you do release, people do release free games. Yeah. Um, Like, oh, I've forgotten his name. I think his name is Tony Fox. He's the guy who did Undertale. Mm. The indie game, the indie darling, that kind of like won everyone's hearts. Yep. Uh, he released a free game, a free almost like sequel to Undertale. It's not yeah. a sequel or a prequel. Either way, he made it, set it out there for free. Everyone's raving about it. Uh, whether or not that's going to be leading into a bigger game down the line, don't know. But either way, he did it. And it does happen, but big companies obviously not going to do it because yeah. they've got massive overheads. It doesn't take into to. account the fact that he's got to pay for his time, he's got to pay for you know the utility around it, the resources and the management of uh, conducting himself with whoever the platform holder is, like yeah. speaking to the PlayStation agents and management team, going, this is the, the free game that I want to ped out and the follow-up for Undertale. It doesn't take into account that, like, if he's putting it out for free, where is his income to pay for these actions yeah, yeah. that he's taking? No, I think he just released it on Steam. Oh, it's easy then. Yeah, you can release anything shit on Steam. Yeah, I made a paper aeroplane the other day, threw it at my computer, and now that's on Steam. Oh, have you got the, I hope you got like, uh, I hope that's an early access. <laughs> <laughs> I so want to see that now. <laughs> Compared um, to some of the shit on Steam, that's actually probably the best thing you're going to get. But, I don't know, I I do think the number of fucking Battle Royale games is getting <clears> ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's just, like a, it's a bubble, it's a fad, isn't it? And I don't worry about it, because as well, it's it's skewing the industry towards mm. um, An area that we're not online really interested. multiplayer games. Sean Layden, after a year of really epic uh, single-player story narrative-driven games, like Spider-Man... God of War, Horizon, all these wonderful games that have come out. Sean Bladen's just turned around and gone, yeah, I can think I see the future of PlayStation being more online multiplayer. (laughs) Are you serious? Oh, they always say that though, don't they? I mean, look how well God of War did. For a game that came out in April of last year, Mm. look how well it did throughout the entirety of that year. Oh yeah, it was still in the top, was it top 10? Was it top selling? Yeah, it was like number four, wasn't it? All the way through. I don't know, I, I, I worry. I 
The thing is, big companies uh, will want you to say that multiplayer games is the future because it's, they're easy to produce. Yeah. I think, make, I think making a big multiplayer game is easier than making a sort of single-player game. Yeah. Uh, and because single-player game, you've got story, characters, you've got to obviously get people invested like you were in Last yeah, of Us, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. you had that gut-punching moment. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do. Not every mm. single-player can do that. But balancing issues online... A little bit easier to sort out. Granted, yeah. it's not perfect, but you got yeah. you put that game out there. You stress test it. You get back a few people change the statistics. The knife's not overpowered anymore. The gun's been toned down. Yeah. The rocket launcher can fuck your shit up. Mm. Either way, it's not kind of case of because in what world can a rocket launcher not fuck, fuck you your up? Shit exactly, down? you know. Um, <laughs> so it's that sort of case of multiplayer games easy to tweak. Single player experience. Well, if you've written the story and it hasn't gut punched you. What can you do? Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to go back now and rewrite that bit. You like it now? Yeah. No. <laughs> what do you think we are? Mass Effect Three? Hell no! Get Andromeda out there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, um, big games know, are not like, as not as in dice stress what they like to think they are. They're making fucking tip shit loads. They are, but obviously they've got to look at the long term. Yeah, I think it is, we... there's a slight worry that's going to burst like the yeah. dot com bubble. I'm aware of the time, but I think before we move on, it's also worth thinking about cross platform play. Mm. Uh, so you know, yes, play- Sony, we're talking to you. Oh, don't. <laughs> um, I listened to Kind of Funny Games Daily the other day, and I was hearing about how Sean Layden just oh, what the said? paragraph where he was just like, "It's not as easy as flicking a switch." And then one of the game is. devs turned around and went, uh, <clears throat> "Hi, I've been talking to PlayStation management throughout the entirety of the development of our game." This guy's the CEO of his own development company. Is like, and it literally is as easy as us flicking a switch. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, wow. I can honestly believe that. I can't um, imagine it's such a hard thing to code yeah. in. Yeah. So that undercut him. I don't know whether or not it takes into account the fact that it's cross play is not the same as cross save or cross progression. Yeah. 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 Just because you are, like, if you are level one in Fortnite on PlayStation 4 and you're playing with someone on Xbox. Like, if you manage to level up to two and then you play your account from your Xbox, does that mean that you're still level two? Have you got that progression? Is that as easy as flicking a switch? Probably not. No, you'd think the data, I mean? data would hold on when it had a server or something like you'd that. you think but... so, but it's the transfer of information yeah. between the companies. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. I'm sure there's loads. There's, like, there's loads of those out there that could tell us if we're right or wrong. Yeah. Like, again, like, this was, I know full well that this is what was said. Like, it may be as easy as going, here's the switch, there you go, that's done. Um, but the policy and procedure around all of it might be what's holding that up. Yeah. But with that being a thing, I do think that that has to be sorted out sooner rather than later before everyone turns around and goes, the future of gaming is online. Yeah. Because that's <clears throat> going to be a huge thing. Yeah. So, so if you can't play that shit online... It's not the future online, is it, really? Moving on. Uh, Right, so Netflix has canned Jessica Jones and The Punisher. So it's Marvel Purge is now complete. Marvel gives fans hope for return. Okay, so this one comes to us from GameSpot. Uh, Netflix's The Punisher and Jessica Jones have been cancelled. Deadline reports that the third season of Jessica Jones will still air on the streaming service, but it will mark the end of her run. The Punisher, meanwhile, will not return, having had a second season launch in Netflix in January. Uh, This seemingly brings Marvel and Netflix's relationship 
as it pertains to creating new shows, to an end. The streaming service has already called time on its Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist shows, which means the Defenders are no more. Oh. Yeah. Netflix has well. indicated that shows will remain on Netflix for subscribers to watch, however. Um, quote... Marvel's The Punisher will not return for a third season on Netflix, reads a statement issued to Deadline. Uh, the quote continues, Showrunner Steve Lightfoot, the terrific crew, and the exceptional cast, in, uh, sorry, including star John Bernthal, delivered an acclaimed and compelling series for Franz. Fans. Friends. Yeah, all the Francis out, out there. there. That was for you. Francis. Francis <laughs> love The Punisher. And we are proud to showcase their work on Netflix for years to come. Uh, in reviewing our Marvel programming, we have decided that the upcoming third season will also be the final season for Marvel's Jessica Jones. We are grateful to showrunner Melissa Rosenberg and star Kristen Ritter and the mm. entire cast of the crew <laughs> for three incredible seasons of this groundbreaking series, which was recognised by the Peabody Awards, among many others. Um, so yeah, lots of things there. Uh, Marvel TV boss Jeff Loeb has also released a statement. Jesus Christ, he's not that high up, is he? Yeah. Fuck, I hate Jeff Loeb. <laughs> Why? Such a dick when it comes to writing comics. Okay. He's so terrible at it. Gotcha. He's like the Brian Bennis, but like 10 years ago. I admit, because uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, he did the um, year one of Batman, didn't he? No, he didn't. He did the Long Halloween, which was a good one. That was it, yes. He did the Long Halloween. And then he also and... did Dark Victory. Yeah. And then he did a whole bunch of a crap, which was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I actually had Dark Victory and the Long Halloween. They were good. Both yeah, of them. they were yeah. very good. That's, that's when it was started off. It's kind of like the way Bennis did Ultimate Spider-Man. That started off great. Now he just produces crap. Well, anyway, that terrible producer <coughs> of comic book crap, Marvel TV boss Jeff Lowe, <laughs> released a statement saying that the company was thrilled by the stories it told with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, and the rest. Oh, Jesus Christ. Say, take a breath. He went on to reflect on the achievement <coughs> of bringing together the characters and talked up the talent that contributed to doing so. Marvel assembled, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, right. Interestingly, his oh. statement also indicated that it was Netflix's decision to drop the shows and suggested that Marvel isn't done with the characters. Quote, our network partner may have decided they no longer want to continue telling the tales of these great characters, but you know Marvel better than that, he teased. Oh, you teased, Jeff. As Matthew Murdoch's dad once said, the measure of a man is not how he gets not to the mat, it's how he gets back up. To be continued, end quote. Okay, Alfred. So it's not how we fall, Master Wayne. It's how we pick ourselves up. Yeah, they've all said it one yeah, way or the other. Exactly. Um, obviously, we've got the Disney streaming service, um, Disney Plus, coming yeah. along, and obviously yeah. Disney being a parent company now of Marvel, it's likely that we're going to see those items there. Oh God, but, yeah. Thoughts? Uh, probably just that. Really, it's, it's just transferring it from one streaming company yeah. to another. That's well, what I can I'm, see. I'm happening. disappointed that they've cancelled Punisher. <coughs> I was, a, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, Jessica you, Jones I'm not fussed about Iron did you Fist watch them? I'm not just about I'm fussed about did you watch the second season what of Jessica Jones no it didn't it appeal didn't to me so admittedly I haven't watched the second season of Iron Fist and I haven't watched the second season of Punisher I've watched the rest yeah um, do you enjoy them uh, did he tickle your chin no did he curl your fancy no you're not, you're not too pleased with them then I only really liked um, Luke Cage and Daredevil mm. I kind of felt like those were the only two that yeah. really 
Punisher was really good, mm. but it was also really, really hard to, to just watch. Yeah. Like... Well, it felt like a violent overload. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, it was good, but it was it was a lot of the same in each one. It was yeah. always blood and violence and angry, gravelly voices. Well, yeah, my family's dead. Um, <laughs> Punisher like, in a nutshell. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But it just... I wasn't compelled to watch it, and I, that's why I haven't watched the second season. I I loved Daredevil. I thought Daredevil was a wonderful mm. arc, and I can and the fact that they turned around and went, "Do you know what? I feel like we've done a really good story. I'm going to end it on three. Mm. I was like, "Do you know what? It's Fair a place, good yeah. season." But it's one of those <clears throat> where you can get TV series like that where you'd rather end them sooner instead of go on and basically get watered down into crap. Oh yeah, it's like, well, why didn't you yeah. stop? Five or six years ago. What's it's, that famous paraphrase? You either die, see your, you either die the hero, or live long enough to see, see yourself become the Walking Dead. Yeah, and the God, the Walking Dead's terrible. <laughs> Fucking hell, I hate the Walking Dead. Next on the list, <laughs> cry. The PS feature is coming to an end of production in Japan. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do that already. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> right, so again, it comes from GameSpot. Just oh, very quickly on yes, this. Yes, very quickly. Let's yeah, talk about your dead game. console. <laughs> Sony will soon cease production of the... <laughs> Shut up. Listen. Listen, it's important. Can it's you imagine me. trying to be a listener of this podcast that I can't hear what any one of them is saying? Fuck. I heard Vita. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that's what gets us the listens. <laughs> no, the one. Um, Sony will soon cease production of the PlayStation Vita in Japan. The company revealed the news on the PlayStation Japan website where it was confirmed both remaining models of the handheld will be discontinued soon. While Sony has not confirmed what this means for the handheld in the West, the writing has been on the wall for a while. Just a little bit. <laughs> was it hinted? You're telling me. Was I, it hinted? I will file that under shit. I already know. <laughs> Uh, in May 2018, physical PS Vita games were discontinued in the US and Europe, while incoming PlayStation boss Jim Ryan said in June 2017, when he was the head of PlayStation in Europe, that the Vita was not an active line outside of Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, Vita launched in Japan in late 2011 and uh, before being released elsewhere in early 2012. A smaller, lighter model was released in 2013 in Japan and the following year in other parts of the world. The handheld was a critical success as reviewers and consumers praised its hardware and many of its games. However, it struggled commercially. Well, model did. <laughs> However, it struggled commercially um, and, str- oh, sorry, and Sony admitted as early as March 2016 that its focus had shifted elsewhere. Yeah, Even they said it was shit. Yeah, you know what? I'm just imagining you it's, outside the Sony factory laying this rose down like Bruce Wayne for his parents. <laughs> you know, I do. I do think it's sad down. because it's one of those things where when we're getting more and more towards people being a bit more transparent about their products, like Nintendo turning around going, we're doing really fucking well. I don't think we're going to quite hit 20 million. <laughs> but we're getting there. But we're fucking getting we're there. We're that little train that can. Do you know what I mean? Like They're still putting great games out on things like the 3DS. Mm. How old is that console? Isn't it? I don't know, it's, actually. It's like it is, five, it four, is five, six years old, isn't it? Years old. It is fucking cracking on. I know it didn't do well if it's first release, did it? It's 3DS. No, it struggled but a little bit. They continue to support it. And what really pissed me off with Sony in particular is that they just haven't mentioned it. They just wiped yeah. his ass on it. <laughs> it's like, like, they just, what is this? 
Oh, fuck, it's the beta. We're going to do with it. It's almost like they gave it to the work experience boy and went, here, make it happen. I know, but the thing is, like, okay. I, I absolutely love it. It is wonderful. Like, it is a wonderful thing. It's the best handheld I've ever had. And Sony just do not care. Like, honestly, if they turned around and went, look, here's, here's where we're at with the Vita and this is why, I'd be like, okay, yeah, fine. I'd like to know. They just ignored its existence. Oh, yeah. It they was sh- fucked up. Didn't count like, after they failed, was it like the PSP and the, the yeah, PS well, Go and all that sort problem. of stuff? Yeah. yeah, because of how shit the PSP went. And how it was badly received. Like, yeah. shit, and the, P- the PS Vita started poorly. They thought, oh, Christ, it's yeah. the PSP yeah. again. Oh, Don't get me wrong. Like, it's they, that embarrassing uncle at the weddings. Get rid of it. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist. You know? They did some real stupid fucking misstep. I mean, the UMD for the PSP. Wasn't that like ultra expensive as yeah, well? Yeah, it was expensive to manufacture because... Um, I, I used to have a mate whose dad was involved with the manufacturing of UMDs. Hmm. Um, and apparently they're expensive to do because obviously they only operate on the one platform. Yeah. So why? Because you, you can get movies on those, couldn't you? Yeah, you got yeah. movies on there. Um, it's like the whole, was it, um, it was, the thing DVD is, HDs? Yeah, it was dies. absolutely ridiculous. Like, it was expensive to do, to operate it on your system, consume the battery life, mm. because it's not just playing a program, it's all the operation of the mechanics within the, uh, the unit as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it consumed the battery life like anything. Um, and then when the Vita came out, they went, oh, well, we've got to be careful with this one. At least we're not going to have any proprietary memory card systems or anything like that. Just kidding! Proprietary <laughs> memory card systems, they're going to rape your wallet. You're going to love all this. You're not, but fuck you. It's honestly like I've got I've got two memory cards and the and they've got two games on them. Like, I think they're both. <laughs> I think one of I've got an eight gig one and I've got a sixteen gig one and I've spent on them about forty forty five quid on them maybe. Like I'm just like that's crazy. That's insane. Both second hand. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's no way I could buy them. Fuckers new. Can you get married? Yeah. Well, also, can you stick a USB in it? No. <laughs> this is this is the ridiculous thing. Like you cannot use anything other than. I get you probably like twice so, the memory for like half the price of no, a USB. No. Like, and that's what's mad is yeah. the fact that actually once you've bought the unit, you've paid the money to Sony. Hmm. If you didn't have to stick with their memory cards, you could have probably shifted more. Yeah, but end to end total control. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Anyway, so your, your darling's dead. On to the next one. Let's move on to something. This is going to be brilliant. I'm really sorry, by the way, people, if you're listening. This is a long episode. But you're getting bang for your buck. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, are you? Well, yeah. Do you shot. get bang for your buck? If not, we waffle for an hour and a half and you pay nothing, do we I technically think... owe you an apology? Or no, do you say that. thank you? I think it depends how much abuse we get. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Probably a lot. That yeah. means if a lot of abuse, a lot of listeners. Don't let this game into your homes. A Shropshire head teacher's plea over video gaming. Now, this comes what game from, could this be? This comes from the ShropshireStar.com. Yes. Right. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Shropshire Star, it's an awesome publication. <laughs> <laughs> it's got its finger on the pulse. It's that up to date. So what gets there's satirical comic strips let's, out of this world. Yeah. Let's start this off. Okay. Martin Stott of the Old Hall School, Wellington, Telford, I think we've got a friend in Telford. Have we got a friend in Telford? Yeah, one of our listeners. I'm not going to say who, but I'm fairly certain I had a conversation with them the other day and I've just found out they moved to Telford and they were like, oh, 
I've just found out where the Midlands is. That explains your accent. And I sat there and went, <laughs> We have accents? I never once thought about us having accents. Like, oh my God. Maybe we should put some accents do we, on. Do we sound ridiculously posh or like Scotland? Well, you just sound ridiculous, so... Why do I sound ridiculous? Fuck off. <laughs> to be honest, we probably found a bit snobbish. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Martin Stott of that school in Telford has written to parents after concerns from teachers of the upper school when it came to overhearing children's conversations, talking about Fortnite, rated 12, and yep. Grand Theft Auto 5, rated 18. Ah, that recent release. I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> he has spoken of concern about the unregulated use of YouTube and the time children are spending playing games or using the video hosting website. In his letter to upper school parents, Mr. Stott implores parents not to allow Grand Theft Auto into their homes. He said, quote, I write to share some worries which have been expressed by the upper school staff in regard to online games that are being played by the children and also about the unregulated use of YouTube by some pupils. Whilst we appreciate that the dark nights through the winter make the use of online games and YouTube a popular activity, we are concerned that some of our pupils are spending too much time on such activities and this may be happening in some cases without your knowledge. We are particularly... <laughs> right, I know, I love this. We are particularly concerned about Fortnite. Not the other one. (coughs) We are particularly concerned about Fortnite. Fortnite's evil. Peggy rating of 12 years old, which has been proven to be particularly addictive. It has come to our attention that some children are playing this game in the morning before school and that conversations and arguments about what has happened online are ensuing at playtimes. Peggy states that Fortnite contains frequent scenes of mild violence and that it is not suitable for persons under 12 years of age. We appreciate that this is an attractive game to many and, used in moderation, can be relatively harmless compared to other things which can be accessed online. However, it can also lead to emotional and behavioural problems and feed addictive tendencies. We are also... That one I can believe, actually. Um, yes, <coughs> yes and no. Mm. Also, where are you getting this from? Well, um, I was asked, but continue. We are also aware that some children have access to a particularly unpleasant game. I've played it. Nothing unpleasant about that game. It's brilliant. Which one is it? Called Grand Theft Auto, yeah, which contains graphic game. images of both a violent and sexual nature. That's true. Yeah. We would implore you not to allow this game into your houses. Okay, so that's the end. That's the end of the quote. A little bit late for GTA Five. It's been around for like what? Bollocks. PS3, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. Let's just break this down. The fact that it contains graphic images of both violent and sexual nature, true, does not necessarily make it unpleasant. That's true. It makes it better. Like the notion of calling something unpleasant from an unfounded standpoint is ridiculous like if I was to turn around and say that it was unpleasant I would be wrong yeah mm. if you want to prove me wrong metacritic alright like, I'm sorry <laughs> the thing is right there was a news article that I saw the other day that people had done a study yeah. about the effects of violence in video games yes. and mm. It's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I mean, I could understand it if he had some of his pupils doing a J-turn into the car park and beating someone up with a baseball bat and taking their wallet. Yeah. 
I would be concerned, and that person should not be allowed the game. But it's just a video game. It's got nothing to do with worldwide society. I don't go around beating everyone in Marlborough. Well, well I, don't. I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've heard of rumours, man. But what it's annoys, just, I've yeah, seen the footage. Just, it's pointless nonsense. What annoys me about this is the fact that, one, they felt the requirement to send a letter out to parents to discuss it. Fine. Whatever. But you used certain statements like, uh, we appreciate this is an attractive game and used in moderation can be relatively harmless compared to other things which can be accessed online. Like pornography. Mm. Lots yeah. and lots of let's, let's say that he is in reference to pornography there, which can be unregulated, especially mm. quite disturbing, mm -hmm. right? I love those age restriction ones, don't it? The next, Are you 18? Yes. The next sentence <laughs> says, however, it can also lead to emotional and behavioural problems and feed addictive tendencies, but does not stipulate in what way it can do yeah. so the amount of exposure you need to a particular product to get those types of problems out of it and the other mitigating factors that feeds into the individuals that suffer from those problems. And that's what fucks me off. Mm. Saying that, Fortnite did give us that fucking floss dance. So it should, yes, it, it, did. Sh it should die yeah. for that. Yes, unless unless there's a hundred school kids doing it, there's nothing addictive yeah. about it. I'm know. sorry, they can't I've seen. Stop doing a floss dance, can they? they I have seen old ladies doing the, the floss, floss dance. dance. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. literally do not understand that's, how that is a problem. That's not the floss dance. That's Parkinson's, you insensitive <laughs> bastard. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't get what the issue is. Like, why do you have they to. They can't stop shaking. Why do you have to bemoan things like well, the funny thing video is, games, but you won't bemoan uh, particular books that are excessively violent in their description about mm. what's occurring, uh, TV programs? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Time, wasn't it? Uh, but the thing is, the well, funny thing I always find about, um, let's say, schools or any high... I mean, was it back in the day, didn't we have some like Jack Johnson in America who was preaching about video game violence? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah some one sort of the senators did. Yeah, one of the um, preachers. It was about manhunt. Yeah, some, well, manhunt was a bit. I mean, yeah. if I was like. Man, manhunt was. was proper. Yeah. Well, back in my day, years and years ago, the, the major um, cause for concern was Mortal Kombat when it first came mm. out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing is. But that's what bought the. Um, the rating system. Yeah. Which, to be fair, you know, video games were getting more and more popular because back in the day when it was just a very niche market, uh, Space Quest, for example, you had some bloody gruesome deaths in that. You fell off you fell off a ledge about three feet high and your skull was cracked open. What, what I love. But right. my point is, no matter what authority figure is saying don't play video games because they're violent, yeah. it just sparks everyone underneath it saying, fuck you, Dad, I'm going to play video yeah, games. It's not so just that. Yeah. Like, the number of studies that demonstrate that video games aren't always related no, to violence and more often than not have nothing to do with it. With that dickhead, do you remember ages ago, it was that really unfortunate shooting in Florida, mm. that 17-year-old um, dickhead that like, yeah, went on yeah, about yeah. fucking killing people. Oh, right? yeah. It's related to video games. It wasn't related to video games. No, it was nothing. Ridiculously stupid gun laws allowing kids his age to fucking walk around with it. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, that's one massive extreme because you're in a fucking ridiculous Wild West country where guns are allowed. Yeah. You fucking weirdos. It wasn't, wasn't a big one. Colum not Columbia. Columbia. Uh, Columbia. That's the one, yeah. 
And they blame that one on video games because... Yeah, well, no, it was blamed on these two kids getting bullied and they'd had enough. Yeah, yeah but they, they based some of it on um, video games. Like, yeah, because they had like some like Doom or something like that in their uh, Yeah, collection. that was it, Doom. Yeah. That was what they... They thought it was because of Doom. It's ridiculous. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, couldn't be more wrong. Shut the fuck up. Good night. I'm glad I don't live in Shropshire. Right, uh, moving on. Trophy time. Yay. Okay, so as per usual, we've got a list of trophies. Uh, this week they are all from my list because these guys don't earn trophies. Well, no, they're hard, man. What I'm going to do is I'm going to quiz them on what game the trophy is from and they get a second point for giving me the detail related to the trophy. Okay. So we're going to be real quick about this. <sighs> we got this. We've got our thinking caps on. Have Are we? you boys ready? Yeah! Six trophies, 12 available points. You get your telltale game on. Number one, no. farts over freckles. That'll be South Park. You motherfucker. Yes! Farts over I freckles. I swear you've just seen this. No, I haven't. I just remember you telling me it. That's okay. got to be something... It's how many farts you do over this character, I reckon. If you do something like 250 farts, you get the trophy right. Not quite. Is it Fractured Butthole, right, the game? Yeah, Fractured Butthole. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can remember you saying. So remember you actually told me about a trophy you get by killing someone who's got diabetes? <laughs> oh, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was... Yeah, Scott Malkinson. Yeah, that was brilliant, Fuck that. you, Scott Malkinson. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I'm thinking. Do you fart on butters or something like no, that you fart on lots of people yeah then you're like doesn't matter you got to fart on 250 odd people uh, no oh, I'm no help here no clue also. okay oh, was a close the day. detail was pick a fight with Morgan Freeman and defeat him oh okay I did not get that yeah, I must I, admit <laughs> when, when you hear the trophy title fart with freckles yeah. picking a fight with Farts Morgan Freeman over freckles yeah. and you're like Morgan Freeman's magical freckles yeah, yeah I got that, that now yeah. yeah I was imagining some spotty ginger kit yeah I was as well yeah. when a ginger like fart on 25 gingers <laughs> to test myself I too will fight I'm guessing god of war no okay fuck you then um telltale guardians no, of the galaxy no what was the trophy to test myself, I too will fight. Spider-Man? No. No, um, it's not a Spider-Man trophy. Yeah, what's the last he's got down no, his game collection? You know, They're it's all there. in his game library and it's not going to be able to be seen. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. He gets everything downloaded, don't he? Uh, what else has he been playing? Spider-Man, God of War. This isn't in my game library. You said it was your it's trophy. Yeah, yeah, it is my trophy. Okay. Wait, what? I'm going to give it to the count of five. I'm confused. One, two, three, four, no. five. Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters. Local battle, player match. And this was from the time that you brought the game over and you beat my ass on my oh, PlayStation 4. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because that, yeah, that was a fun game. It was never... a fun game, you which you is made... why I'm glad that you didn't get this. Yeah, well, to be fair, though, I don't, I don't win many matches online in my flat. So. Next one. We are grouped. Oh, that's uh, that'll be Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, no, I reckon. No, I reckon. Oh, it no, is that'll be Lego Marvel's Lego Superheroes 2. Yep, yep, because that's when Groot appears, doesn't it? In... I'm guessing you just get to choose Groot. Okay, so is it unlock the... the Guardians of the Galaxy characters? No, the clue is actually in the name. We are grouped, yeah, multiple groups, baby Groot and big Groot. 
Yeah, yeah. then you'd be grouped in big groups. So uh, the detail <coughs> is have grouped and grouped small in a party. Yes. Uh, okay. With flying colours. Huh. Don't know. I bet that's rogue aces. Uh, no, but I can understand why you'd think that. Is it a PlayStation game, as in the yes. four? Okay. No. Oh, so it's a Vita. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mind you, no, it is on four as well. So. Oh God! Confusion abounds. Uh, what's it again? With flying flying colours. With flying colours. What's that flying game you played recently? Rogue Aces. Rogue Aces. Just, that that? I've just said it. Is. I thought it was something different. I thought his name was different. Uh, I don't know. You no. feel shit. Move no. on, next one. one two, two, three, four, Completed five. AC3. Nope. Uh, so this is from Hugh. Oh, this uh, was the other one you were on about. This yeah. was the other yeah. one we were playing on Vita with all the different colours. I forgot about that one. The detail is complete the game. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> That's what we next. think about it. <laughs> <laughs> on the head, son. Oh, FIFA. 19, because I know how much you why, love FIFA. Why, yeah. <laughs> I know that's like on your max playlist right there. Uh, on the other side, is it another game you've been gushing about recently? Yeah. Is it Rogue Aces? Yes. Yay. <laughs> is it okay. blowing up a tank with a football? Uh, no. Is it teabagging a tank with a football? No. Nothing is, to do with tanks. Is it, it teabagging an airplane with a football? No, right. I'm going to keep going with this until you tell me and give it the oh. voice. <laughs> is, yeah, it is. is it bombing a specific amount of targets? Uh, not quite. You were closer to it than Slinger was because it had nothing to do with football. Was it bombing a football? It is drop a bomb on an enemy plane. Uh, uh, okay. I don't really get on the head for that one. If you're bombing a football player. Yeah. All right. How many football players do you think there are in Rogue uh, Aces? You know what? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. We need more. You know, Amateur dramatic. Shit. Amateur dramatic? Yeah. Hmm. Chin scratch time. This was one of the PlayStation Plus games that I picked up. Oh, gee. Well, let's narrow that down. <laughs> okay. Let's do 20 questions now for this one. No, let's Is it a game you like? Yes, I like all my games. Well, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Is it a game you played recently? Uh, Define recently. Uh, last couple of weeks. No. Basically, been gushed about it on Twitter. No. Is it a Telltale game? No. Ah, oh, fuck it. That's half my questions gone. Is it a third-person game? Uh, yes. Is it a first-person game? No. Ah, see, so it's the third person then. And you literally just asked me if it was third person. Are I you said, drunk? Yes. I'm quizzing you on this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure you know what you're talking about. Well, actually, I know what I'm talking actually, about. Actually, what's the trophy again? Because I've forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally. <laughs> Amateur Dramatics. Is it God of War? No. Is it Spider-Man? No. Is it Rogue no, Ages? isn't that either. <laughs> is it... Okay. Um, Devil May Cry 4? It's from a game called Foul Play. Okay, yeah. We're well, never going to get that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You're not. No. No. It's, it's, <coughs> quite, it it's quite a cool little side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, the whole premise is that the entire thing is a play. Okay. Oh, okay, I get yeah. that now. Yeah. So as you scroll along and you move along the screen, you're actually moving along the theatre um, kind of stage. Yeah. And as you come up to something, so like as you come up to a cave, you just see the cave pop up, like as if it's part of the background that's kind of scrolled in. Yeah, so kind of like very much Little Big Planet. Yeah, it's quite cool. And it's, yeah. uh, it's basically about this top hat wearing monocle, um, like 
country fighting. Uh, old man that's got this huge Monopoly man style fucking mustache. Awesome. Uh, and he beats people with his cane and things like that. And then he's got a sidekick that looks like Dick Van Dyke from the original Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, is he incredibly right wing as well? Uh, I haven't played enough of it for it. I hope so. The detail for it anyway is that you level up... the way, up, foreigners. Level up for the first time. There we go. Oh, well done. You leveled up. So, we did shit. To be fair, though, some of those were quite obscure. Yeah. I know. I'm going to have to get on to a bit of a fucking trophy binge, aren't I? So you're just going to have to play more. some games. That, or you're going to have to play some games yourselves. Hey, hey, I played Persona. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, yeah. Got no, no, no. You, no, no. Like no. Red Persona. You, yeah, there we go. Yeah, you read Persona. <laughs> I shouldn't even do that. Persona. Skid my ass through that fucker. The JRPG masquerading itself as a JRPG when it's actually a comic book. When it's not even that. It's just a fucking book. So, yeah, thanks for joining us once again. We're apologising. Apologising. What is words? We're apologising now to you for the fact that we've not been recording on a regular basis. I had horrible, horrible work stuff to deal with. We are back on as normal uh, next Sunday I believe so a week on Sunday we're getting together again oh are we I'll put it in yes. the calendar because that's normally when we record well that's why you're my PA okay uh, so if you want to follow any of us in real life you can follow Alex over at AJ Mawalius yep. you can go and follow Mr Chris Slinger at Chris Slinger yep. and you can follow myself at the Rod. it's at Rodney Broddle I never use that tag uh, you can follow the main group however at pixel underscore prep Oh, that reminds me. I need to tag you in Naked Malcolm. That reminds me. Cool. <laughs> You'll find out later. Great. <laughs> so thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Please make sure that you go and follow the great people that gave us great questions for us idiots. That's JaffaCake6991 or TheBergster30. Hopefully we'll speak to you all again soon. But until that time, take care of yourselves. Bye. 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 We love you.